How y'all feeling tonight? Oh, y'all can't do that in Nashville. Come on, give me something. We in Chicago. Come on, can we represent, please? My name is Carl Scott. I'm a executive producer of this evening, and I know that you don't give a shit who I am. But I'm here to welcome you all to an exclusive live taping of the Knuckleheads Podcast. Talk about how they cheated us yesterday. Oh my God, we ain't getting no calls. Who cheated who? How they cheated us in the yeah, game yesterday. Famous low score, like forty points, and they get MVP. And I was happy about it. Shout he was out. flopping all the time. He was flopping so much. Hey man, he was flopping, man. We had the better team. They made sure Chicago won. We had to do it for OG Wilbon. Oh, so Wilbon you did. Wilbon was a better coach. Though. He was supposed to be on the Chicago team. I don't know why they did you like that. We should have been. It should have been, been, been one team full of Chicago guys against everybody else. That's the way oh. it was supposed to be. That's how y'all feel. Yeah, that's exactly how we feel. <laughs> <laughs> that's how everybody else is here feel too. There is not. <laughs> <laughs> you, love, you know, you're an ill state representative, but uh, East St. about four hours away. How, how you feel after that game? You a little, you a little slow? Huh? You a little sore after I'm the game? I'm sore, bro. I, 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 at one point, we was playing yesterday, and I was like kind of serious. I'm like, what am I doing? I got a film and TV I, career, and I'm not going to hurt myself today. Then you, you and Hannibal trained for this, though. Y'all we did. Getting, we both after the game was like, why did we do it? Like, Hannibal was like, yo. He was like, Hannibal was like... <laughs> Yo, I spent weeks. <laughs> I spent weeks and a lot of money on this training. <laughs> remember, no, remember we talked a few like a month before. You did was y'all like, trying to get in the game? We was really like working out and doing all this stuff, and we didn't. It was, did you do the documentary though? No, we we should have though. We did. It's a lot of footage though, because Hannibal got had a guy following us. It's, we did a video. We he remade the basketball is my favorite sport song in the video for with us. <laughs> with us training for the did y'all get a point yesterday? Nah. First of all, <laughs> why you gonna bring that up? No, no, no. No, I was just. Well, asking. I thought they scored. It was a few seconds left. Yeah. He's supposed to give me the ball the first time. I don't know. I'm like, bro. I was like so mad at him. He's like, oh my bad, bro. You gave me I the apologize ball the last for time. that though. You did, I should have had two attempts to get something. You're right about. But if no, if you had shot the same ball, you shot the second like, time. You wouldn't have got you, another you attempt. You foul language on TV. You had to say, oh, okay, it's a TV show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> my auntie texted me and told me stop cussing on me. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> They shouldn't have put the mic on me. I told them don't do that. He was, I was, we, hey, look, we was in they surgery last night. Like, yeah. I was mic'd up too. We was fed. I work for them no, people you, like all. Oh, now you get yeah. mic'd up in the game, you got to tell all your partners and teammates, hey, 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 hey I'm mic'd up today. Yeah. Don't come they couldn't use none of some of the stuff we said. We was talking about some of the people that was there. We were really talking like we was just like we wasn't in the ESPN game. Hey, Spice was like, hey. Ain't you mic'd up? <laughs> I, I said, you saying, yeah, you saying I forgot. Spice was hating on me too bad. That's why I had to go meme on him. I came a meme. I ain't never been a meme before that. You became me. a meme. You know, I fell down and uh, <laughs> people kept doing boomerangs with me tripping over my own foot. 
But you know how you wear new shoes, you ain't broke them in yet? Yeah. That's key. You That's got really to break them jumps in. Yeah. I didn't, yeah, that was stupid. I should have just wore the shoes I've been wearing for the last three weeks. Man, you, I, like I thought you knew that, so man. Fun. You worked at Foot Lock on Uncle Drew. You supposed to knew that. That ain't a real job. It's called being an actor, sir. Oh. <laughs> I thought you, you don't get into it all the way into it? I do, but that was... The, Bro, look, it was a mistake. I, look, it is, but I, you know, Players we was playing up. a game, and I had my phone off. So, and when I turned it on, I was like, all these text messages with the video be falling. It's like, y'all, I got some mean friends in Chicago. <laughs> but I passed you the ball, man. I appreciate that, brother. Y'all had a moment. I huh? did have a, I did have a highlight. You know, when I threw that cross court pass. Yeah. My LeBron James pass. Yeah. yeah that was an assist. I take that. That was, the, that was the best pass of the game. I never been team. snapped on by not the best player on the team. <laughs> <laughs> and the way you snapped on me, like, man, <laughs> that was so. Are you just gonna throw it to Asia? Like, you gonna see me right here. <laughs> you know, so like, she already got my fifteen points. Can she I try? Was, you snapped on me so hard, I couldn't do nothing but be like, I'm sorry, dog. You I got literally you. I got you. the ball to the other side. Sorry, and then he threw it to me. <laughs> <laughs> like he felt bad for me. <laughs> <laughs> I would think you him right there with the D Miles Clippers joint on though. Wow. Sure. That's real love. Uh, ooh, respect. I would thank y'all for coming <laughs> out. You know, um, this is a special event. We got a whole lot of love from Conan and the Knucklehead. So thank y'all for participating. Team Coco, thank y'all for having us. Straight up. So the first question. We ask everybody who'll be on the show, so we're going to ask you in a different way. <laughs> so in comedy, when you came up, who was that person that you was like, oh, no, I don't want to go behind him. I don't want to, like, he, he made you step your game up in comedy, like stand-up. I can name a bunch of Chicago comics that was like that. Um, Dion Cole, um, who he was crazy, he wrote, you know, Conan. Um, it's a bunch of local guys I mentioned, like Damon Williams, B. Cole, and, and uh, D Ray, it was a, like, and then like Tony Roberts. Shout out D Ray, JB Smooth. That's my fake cousin, y'all. When he first got out to LA in 2000, remember he was our fake cousin for like three years. Who D Ray? Yeah, then D-Ray. he got popular on his own, so he was cool. <laughs> I feel like all y'all was fake cousins. <laughs> you know how it is. You, when you first get to LA and you only know a few Chicago people, like fam, we family. Even though you light skinned, I'm dark. Like we don't gotta tell nobody. Everybody got light skinned, dark skinned people in their family. <laughs> so you graduated in 98. 98. And I went to Crane. Crane. See, from the west side, though. I'm, west from, the, side. I'm from the hundreds. Yeah. We got, where the south side at? Wild hundreds in the house. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Wow, wow. You know what I'm saying? Hey, wild, wild for y'all. Go ahead. It's good for y'all. Because <laughs> you know that's what I don't like, because people out south always act like the west side people are way more ghetto. <laughs> nah, I don't believe See, that. How, I promise you, they. They call the West Side the bottom. Look how y'all just right? went crazy. Nobody. When he said West Side, all us grown West Side was like, "Oh, that's, that's good." Yeah. <laughs> and so he said, "Wow, wow, like, wow, wow!" Somebody forty-five doing that. That's right. <laughs> hey man, you know we got you got a representative. So you, so you, so you went to Crane. I went to Crane. Yep. He went to Crane in '98. So he got the witness. What Whitney Young was yeah, doing. Yeah, Q Rich was a beast. He got to see that. He was a beast, bro. Like I've been straight up. He was one of the. You probably. I mean. Probably one of the best high school players from here. What? Yeah, he is. I don't believe in that. He really is. And he played like five <laughs> positions. Like, that's what makes him. I was playing, yeah, my man was. He always gave me a hard time. He always gave me a hard time. You're in Chicago, you can't Q Rich. Hey, that's here. the best place to do it. <laughs> he went to DePaul. And you know, everybody don't stay in a, a city to steal hoop. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I thought that was crazy. 
That DePaul team was one of the ghettoest college basketball teams of all time. But I, but I loved it. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't even know who y'all was playing. When y'all went against Duke, y'all didn't even care about Duke. Y'all was like, all right, hey, hey, we had too many representatives. We had Big big Lance from the, from the Hunnids. We got Bobby. We got Bobby. P.P. We got, Mack. We got Paul McPherson. Steve Hunter. Man, y'all was yeah. balling. That's one of my favorite college basketball teams. Yes, yeah, sir. Oh, they didn't. They were just hooping like they didn't run plays. <laughs> I don't even remember who coached y'all, to be honest with you. Who's y'all coach? Pat Kennedy, man. <laughs> Pat Kennedy. He's like, look, go ahead, go ahead. Don't do what y'all gonna do. Y'all run some Simeon plays or something. I don't know. <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs> at, 19, at 19, at 19, you snuck into the comedy club. Yep. The club I snuck into was a club called Entis that Damon Williams hosted. I wasn't old enough to get in. But I knew about the list of comedy clubs. The Sun-Times used to, every weekend, put the list of things to do on the weekend. So they have a list of comedy clubs and stuff like that. So one day I just showed up really early because I didn't want them to ID me. I was like helping dude put the chairs down. He thought I worked there probably. <laughs> and <laughs> I was helping them set up. And then when it was time for the comedy show, I signed my name up and went up. And went up. Was you finna go in there with adults. Like, yeah. You're a young adult. I was, but I was blown away. Like, you know, I watched Comedy View like, yeah. so much. And then like, to see all these dudes from Comedy View, they all really good. I remember calling my, my brother. That's where the pay phones were still existing. Right. And I went to the bathroom and called him on the pay phone. Like, you remember the scene in Back to the Future where my man was like, yo, you know that sound you was looking for? Here it is right here. Right? When he was playing the guitar. That's kind of how I did when I called my brother. No, the comic view comedians are here. Here this. And I did like this. It was weird. But it, was, it happened. <laughs> so, wait. How did you do that night? That first night was... It was rough. Yeah. It was a rough night. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was rough. Because I ended up doing, like, it's so crazy. When you first start comedy, you may think you're saying original jokes, but it might be something you heard somebody else do. You've been watching all these people so long. So when I went up, even though it was Damon's Club, I did one of Damon's old jokes. And I didn't even think that was, I don't know, I thought I made it up. It was like, no, nah, you didn't. That's Damon Williams' joke he did on comedy. I'm like, damn, for real? <laughs> and I did the joke, and a crowd didn't laugh, and this lady started heckling me, because I had no facial hair then. I was like, skinny as, extra skinny then. <laughs> And then, like, I looked like I was a kid. This lady's like, get your ass off stage, baby. Like, how you gonna curse somebody out there and call them baby at the same time? <laughs> get your ass off stage, baby. And uh, everybody just started heckling. And then the DJ, who's my friend now, but at the time I hated his guts, started playing, someone please call 911. Wow. Why could I? And I had to just walk, yes, I had to walk <laughs> off the stage. <laughs> and I just sat there and just started smiling. You're like, that's how embarrassed I was. You just don't leave. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all crushing my dreams. <laughs> That's a true story. You, you, you are your age, and we grew up watching Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. What do Def Comedy Jam mean to you? A lot. I think, you know, especially like when you think about who came from that. Yeah. Like, Def, the first Def Jam made stars. Yeah, right. Bernie Mac, Bill Bellamy, D.L. Hughley. Uh, and Bernie was like, the greatest. Yeah, but like he's so Chicago. It that's why he. That's what I'm telling you. To like, that's why I got when you hear him. Yeah. For, for me, I felt like I'm listening to home. I'm listening yep. to somebody on the block. Even the way he dressed, he dressed like the uncle who wore an outfit like that. He had on. This is how you know he's Chicago when you put any type of design on your jeans. He had a. I don't know if it was. I forgot what he had on there. Everybody had been his name or something. But I'm like, but that's what we do. It was do. a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. I used to see it with jeans and dress shoes on. That's how, That's how you knew he was. Like, he was going straight to a step and set after this Def Jam episode. 
<laughs> hey, Bernie looked like one of them dudes you might see on remote public access. Everybody from here had public access. You see Step in the Club. What was it? Step, Step in the, in the Club, club 7? seven. Yeah, with Herb Kent. Seymour, I'll never forget. I seen one of my homeboys' uncles on there. Boy, I was like, he, a, he famous. You, you thought he man? made it. Then you're like, oh. But I ain't, Uncle James, I ain't know he's going to be on Bro, Step in the Club 7. Public access channel, Joe. No, it came on, it came on Channel up. 7. And Channel 19, Night boom. But it, but it, but it came on. It came on Channel Seven on Saturday nights at some point. So yeah, it, it started there, and then it started coming on Channel Seven. But it was Coldest like a real step was you ever see. Like, I used to be gliding across the floor, like man, is they got skates on or something? They even what? had those songs cleared to do that. I don't know how they had to play the real music. <laughs> <laughs> they owe all types of people money. Like, whoa, no, no, no. <laughs> what my royalties for stepping in the club? Hey, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about Living Color, too. Yeah. Because I know that's something that I used to love to watch, and I know. Yeah, that was Like, big. it was so many comedians, so many big names yeah. came from that, from the Jim Carrey's to the Jamie Foxx. David Allen Green. The family. And yeah. Keenan don't really get enough love, I feel like, of what, like, the Wayans, they did some amazing stuff. Well, you know, it's three of those dudes that don't get a, enough love for ushering a bunch of stars. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's the first one, right? And Eddie grabbed Robert and Keenan. That's why if you look at the raw credits, uh, Robert Townsend directed it and Keenan helped write, like, them his homeboys. And then when Robert did Partners in Crime, right, they brought in even more people. And then when they, they was doing all this stuff together. Robert Townsend and Keenan, I Shout Wayne, out Robert Townsend, they Western wrote Five Heartbeats. Yeah. They wrote, two comedians wrote Five Heartbeats. Yeah. That's cool. So Keenan had something to do with that. They wrote it together. That's crazy. That's I never knew that. You ain't know that? That's yeah, dope. they both wrote Fire Harvey. It's the, if you sit down and talk to these dudes, like it's so they're so fascinating. Like I think maybe Denzel was gonna be like, he, they were trying to get him to play Eddie Kane. Mm. True story. That's <laughs> hilarious. Eddie Kane Jr. Eddie Kane, my, my best Denzel friend. might have killed Eddie Kane. I don't know. Like, but it, he killed anything. You but know, man that played Eddie Kane really Eddie Kane. He, he can't even play nothing else no more. Yeah, he that's him for life. I had him on my show, and I love that dude. Name Michael Wright. And I, I happened to go see the Five Heartbeats documentary. And I'm like, man, I got to put him on my show, right? And this is a true story. I'm not lying about this. He showed up to set. Now, you know how you could, I'm being honest now, just keep it real. You could smell alcohol on somebody. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, the, the network's like, yo, you got to get rid of him. I'm like, no, nah, let him do it. Like, because he still can act. And the next day he came back clean and he killed it. And then, but he had one of these, I'm just, he had one of the weird white people with him. Like, you ever watch the movies? And the people that first start giving them the drugs go bad, like there's always some weird white dude. <laughs> I'm not making this up. He did his scene. We was waiting on him so we could do the curtain call so he could do his thing. But the, him and the weird white dude left. I'm like, who the hell? Why y'all let him leave with the weird white dude? And I ain't never saw him do it. That's a true story. <laughs> yeah, it's a true story. Happy last year. Um, <laughs> hey, so what was it when you went back to the club? When did you start killing it and getting on with it? Um, I don't know, it started kind of in the first few years. Uh, by the time I did my first comic view, I got into a real, you know, real flow of it. You know what I'm saying? You just go up all the time. And I lived with two other comedians at the time, uh, my homeboy Amichi Hall and Brian the Wildcat Smith. And I think being around other comedians like that 24-7, all we did was laugh. And then, like, I changed my material because of them. At first, I was just doing jokes I wrote. But I used to tell all these stories all the time. Like, we were going on road trips. I'd be telling all these true stories about my family and my life. And then Wildcat Michi was just like, dude, why don't you do this shit on stage? This is actually really, this is really funny. You should be doing this on stage. And that's when I decided, I started telling those stories, and it changed my career, just being a storyteller. 
Straight up. You a big Who fan. Uh, huge Who fan. Yeah. You got the opportunity to do Uncle Drew with like Shaq <laughs> and Weber, Lisa Man, Leslie. Yeah. One of my favorite point guards, Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. How was that for you? How was that That's experience? one of the greatest experiences of my career. Going to work for that every day. Dude, kick it with those we dudes. talk so much basketball. Whatever question I ever wanted to ask any of them, they answered it. I know Shaq was talking that shit. Oh, Shaq is crazy, man. Oh, that's not Shaq and Nate Robinson together is a lot. First of all, let me just, let me just say this about Nate. Nate is the little brother that you didn't have and you never wanted to have, and he forced himself on you. But it's something funny. <laughs> but you know, no, I'm gonna be your little brother. Nate, Nate talks so much stuff. Is it like you can see why he would irritate people on his team? He talk a lot, which is ironic that he played a character that couldn't talk. <laughs> Yo, that's what killed me. I was waiting. I'm like, all right, I know Nate gonna be in here. Wow. Give him a laugh. He was, like, he was sitting there. I know Nate wanted to say Nate was insane. But him and Shaq together is a lot. A lot. They roast anybody. They don't care if they hurt your feelings. They like it was extras. It was minding their own business. And then Nate and Shaq would just start talking about them. I'm like, damn. <laughs> and Shaq, you ain't gonna stop him. That's even scary. Shaq ain't nobody gonna stop him talking about you. You just gonna cry. You know what I mean? Because what you gonna do? <laughs> He's like, oh, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> That's uh, but also look, Reggie Miller is one of my Chris Webber ended up being a great actor. But Reggie Miller is one of my favorite people. I like it's cool. To, I became friends with them after that, which I thought was insane that I became friends with these dudes that I looked up to. Which it was weird because they was happy to meet me. I'm like, me, right, brother? You are Chris Webber, brother. <laughs> five five. You know what I mean? Like, I asked about the timeout. I asked a lot of questions, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I asked a lot of questions about everything. They, and they all answered my question. I said, Reggie, why? Remember, it was, a, it was a game where Reggie and Mike got into a crazy fight. I'm like, why are they so mad at each other? And I asked Reggie, and Reggie was like, well, Mike, you know, Mike would be playing dirty. I don't know. The hit was elbowing me. Both on yeah, the whole day. I, know, I heard two sides of the story. They both, both blamed each other, which I'm like, <laughs> But they, did you see that fight? Like, they yeah, swung full. They didn't connect, but they Mike both swung. Mike raked his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike raked his face I'm like, up. why y'all so mad at each other, man? Yeah. Hey, I know what I want to know. For you, right, you've obviously done a lot of stand-up and, and been in comedy clubs for a long time doing it. What's the difference in doing all of the comedy clubs to now transitioning and you, you killing it in a movie? You got movie after movie. You got shows. Yeah. What's the difference between, you know, getting prepared to go to do a comedy show as opposed to doing a real TV show or a movie. It is different. Stand-up is kind of similar. It's like breathing in me, so I can just walk on stage and just start talking, and it's what it is. Depending on what my role is and stuff, like if, when I did my shows, it was my show, so I, I wrote and I produced, so it was just a lot I had to do. I had to like be on, I had to go like to rehearsal and act, and then leave that and go to the writer's room, and then sit in my office and approve Change stuff. Change your hats. Yeah, it was, just, it was a lot of, if you want to be pro, some people just take the credits and be like, I just take the credits and just do this. But I like, I like to do everything. And even with the films now, as I've done more movies, I've gotten really good at preparing myself for them. So now I do take time to really run through the script. I take time with like who they cast. Like I'm, The next movie I do is with John Cena, a start in March, called Vacation Friends. It is insane. It's a, he's playing an insane person, but it's so funny. <laughs> but I like the fact that now I got my hand in the movie so much with casting, with everything, that you, I'm learning to make things my own now, for real. And I learned that from, you know, I, I did a movie with Ryan Reynolds last summer that comes out this summer. And just watching how he maneuvers, man, like how he, he moves. I'm like, damn. We did a movie with Ryan Reynolds before, too. So, you cool, know, that's cool. cool. You know, nice. We was in Van Wilder, bro. We was in Van, well, you know, we, you know what I'm saying? We've been in movies. I got a sad card, too. Yeah, dude, a butter rim, too. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now we did a butter rim too, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> The return of hey, uh, that's uh, uh, Hey, the, the <laughs> photograph. <laughs> can't change what we were. You had to play Leon part. <laughs> Leon just showed that was the darkest Hoover ever. Like, he was just, <laughs> I don't want to do nothing here. You know what I mean? I don't know how they cast him as Tupac as brothers. That wasn't believable. And then he went off. They didn't look full, like they was brothers. Full, like, he went off in full work clothes. Man, he came in work clothes. <laughs> and went off and gave them people 50 in work clothes. <laughs> Pants and all, ain't even put on no shorts, bro. <laughs> he said, you know, corduroy. He had a corduroy jacket. He was, he, was, he was doing it to his mom and everything. Like, she didn't ask no questions where he was from. <laughs> yeah, and they shot him for hooping. Shot him for getting 50. Yeah, he still, he was okay after that. He, they put hey. a, but it's so funny, he did wear the same outfit the whole movie until the end. I'm telling you. So they gave him a turtleneck at the end. <laughs> he said he was hooping in work clothes. Hey, so what do you feel? What do you feel? When do you feel like it turned for you? <laughs> and, and you really got the breaks to start getting in the movies. Because you, you know, you, you worked the comedy clubs up. But then it seemed like you came out of nowhere. I know. Straight I, out of nowhere from Get Out. <laughs> funny as hell. Man, it was funny as hell. I can't hell, stop laughing at work clothes. Work clothes, man. That's just a... I'm sorry. It's like, could you think about the idea of just somebody just still their work clothes doing anything? It's just sad. You have oh. people that come to like the church do their church anniversary, and the dude been at work all day. He show up in his work clothes and sing a solo. Like, damn, who's dude that just sing that solo in the work clothes? I sing because I'm free. He killed that song in his work clothes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that dude saved that baby out that fire in the work clothes. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey man, I could... <laughs> just got his work clothes. Work clothes, man. And I'm sorry, man. You just, that's gonna be in my head for the rest of the day. <laughs> go put me some work clothes on and do something. <laughs> you, know, you don't let me in this club with these work clothes on. I tell you that. Hey, listen. <laughs> Hey man, I want to know when you get the script for like a movie, like Get Out, do you read the whole thing or just your part? Mm, damn. Uh, I'm, I, I, that's you know, I'm, I know we did a movie before, that's but we such just, a good they just they just brought us in, like just do y'all thing, cause we cold already. So I just so want to do it. But this thing about it, I'm about to put myself out here. <laughs> like director's gonna be pissed about this. Yes, that is what I do. I look at my parts. <laughs> but it's, it's movies I've done where I didn't know the end until I went to the premiere. Like, oh, this was good. <laughs> that's what I want to know. I promise that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that's what, so, I didn't see that coming. Right. <laughs> what you mean you didn't see it? You didn't read the script? Yeah, yeah, yeah I read the script. This is different when you see me doing it. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I swear, that's what I wanted to know. Cause like, so, I didn't know how Bird Box was gonna end until I watched it. <laughs> I don't know about that's what I'm saying. I don't know about both of them. So like, get out, get out. When you were seeing that, like, bro, get out's different. I, I did read that whole script just because it was just it was like reading a good book. It was crazy to me. Dog, like, yeah. bro, they gonna let you shoot this? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> bro, the coldest part to me was when old girl was like she was that she was at the crib and you know she's sitting there eating a little cereal and she was she was doing her research on the homies. I was like, yo. That was man, let me tell you something. That's like I say this and I don't care, I'm on record saying it. That should have won an Oscar. Who we lost to was insane to me. 
We get there you go. Y'all can clap, shout out to the clap for that. Give you this clean cocoa knucklehead Oscar right now. <laughs> Get out was dope, man. Jordan Peele is so it, like that helped all of us. It launched all our careers. To be yeah. honest with you, everybody started doing their thing after that. Yeah. But Jordan said that. I remember him calling me after I think the first edit. He was like, "Hey, man." You about to get it in? Just know how much you. Just know your price when they start asking you. Straight up. Oh, you know, my price went up. My price, man. The bag went up. Hey, man. Man. How that feel? How that feel? <laughs> that but you know, Boy, so I was I was trying to act like I had money for a long time because you know you don't want everybody to know. It's like like I ain't got it, child. You know. I should yeah. ask, I should ask right now. I should, I should ask right now. That's what I know. But then at some point, like, like, you see one person see you in your G wagon, they can come back and tell everybody. You know you got a G wagon. Hey, hey. <laughs> nah, that's what I'm saying. So I see you got the Jesus piece. You got a nice. I'm just living. I'm just living my life. You ain't got to so, point it out. Like I let me wear it. Hey. We still in Chicago. That's how you know somebody about to rob you usually. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. nice. Watch, I, I, I see you play, boy. Real nice, I see you, fam. They start touching it. Look yeah, at that. You heard me say, fam, right? Try to see what fam? size it is and see if they can put it on. Hey, yeah, he's nice. Mike, Mike Grazy posted Mike one time. Like, man, like, what's this? Like, the extra large? He say Joe. He from the West Side. He say Joe. Like, that about a nine or a ten. Grab your ring. Like, look, you married and everything. Dude, I might get married. So this is what I gotta ask though. So so when you when you when you when you got when you felt comfortable, like you know what I'm saying, when you got your money, you know what I'm saying, I'm I'm, I'm sure you ain't got no roommates no more. So uh what you what, what you what you go do when you got that bag and you said I got to have this, so I got to get that. Uh, I like I do like jewelry, but um I don't know. You know what's funny? I've enjoyed like and it's gonna sound corny, I guess, but like helping people. Like random people, like be like random That's stories, dope. random things. That's so interesting. But I do that. I do it a lot, buddy. I think because people always ask me for stuff in DMs, and then I have to research to see if they real people, if this really happened to them. You know what I mean? But I do. I do it a lot, actually. That, it actually feels good. There's a lot of people out here who just need a, a like a quick hand. You know what I'm saying? And there's some people who had a hand out, but I could tell the ones that's working, they really working hard. And they just if that little help, them be the ones who's so emotional about you giving them, even if it's just like yeah. only five hundred dollars, only a job. They're like, thank you so much. Like I like people that like, and even like on the street, I do. It's kind of crazy. You just know when it's legit. I feel like I got discernment like that, where I could tell who who's really serious about what what they're asking for and stuff. What's yeah. some of the best advice you got? From like a legend or something like that that you got Damn, to. Damn, a lot. Like said, the entertainer. Shout out, said. That's the OG. Gave me so much advice. Yeah, St. Louis, dude. So, like when I first started doing a Carmichael show, that was my first sitcom, and I didn't, I never done one before. So, yeah. said had me come to the Soul Man set, and he just walked me through what the rehearsals would be like, even performing in front of a live studio audience in a sitcom style, what the difference between that and doing stand up and some of the same uh, similarities to it. But he didn't have to do that. Like, he did that off the love and just say, and he's done it a couple of times, like, even like business stuff. The way I started doing my contracts, where I was able to do more than one thing at once, was said, sitting me down and just like putting me on game. And Bill Bellamy is the same way. Like, there's a couple of those guys, Deion Cole. Hey, man, Bill Bellamy people. still look like he did in How to Be a Player, man. Dude, man, that man got some. Have you seen Lorenz Tate? He, Both of them. They look the same. They don't age. It's kind of frightening. <laughs> Lorenz Tate's like that. Blair Underwood is another dude who doesn't age. Yeah, man. Mm. I went to see the Soldiers play in New York. And for no, Rich, he did this for no reason. He came out of intermission with his shirt unbuttoned, and like the aunties went crazy. <laughs> the, I, he said, the "Auntie, the aunties, you, you know it was an auntie." She was somebody. It was, cause it, was, it was quiet at first. He had his shirt unbuttoned. You heard one, one woman go, mm. <laughs> "I had it all okay, man." Ah, he just standing like, "Yeah, Blake Underwood, chest out." I know. <laughs> I was like, "Man, fuck your shirt up, brother." <laughs> uh, yo. <laughs> 
<laughs> your top five comedians. Your no, not your top five. Yeah. Your favorite five comedians of all time. Yeah, this ain't like the This just your favorite. Yeah, have no, it's kind of easy. Yo, Eddie like? Eddie Murphy, that's my biggest influence. Go. Uh, Bernie Mac. Uh, it's gonna be a random person, but she to me, it's funny watching her trajectory. Uh, Ellen DeGeneres, Moms Mabley. Richard Pryor is, I don't know if we could put him on the list no more. I feel like he's just like the, right. the God or whatever. He the Jordan of. He the Jordan of. So I'll say JB Smooth. JB. Yeah, JB Smooth. Whatever we had a wild outfit on last night. <laughs> JB, man, I don't know where he get his boots from. I, 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 I can even tell what animal it is. <laughs> I didn't know to take him serious or whether he was like. Bruh, that's the funniest, like, that's the first comedian to ever have me, like, like howling laughing. Like, the way I milk a joke. The way I learned how to milk jokes is from watching him. He'll milk a joke. I mean, like comics, especially Chicago comics, we love J.B. Smooth. So when he used to come do Riddles, D-Ray Spot, we'll all be there. Forget the crowd. We all, it'd be all the Chicago comedians in the back dying laughing at this dude. We all would come in, come to see him perform. He was just, he's still funny. He's like the funniest, like if he call you, I'd be laughing. I feel like a group because I laugh at everything he say. Like, God damn, little real, you good? You know what I mean? He's just coming <laughs> I remember I was her last comic standard. I had like teared up because I was moving on. He'll call me like, "You a goddamn baby," you know what I mean? Yo, baby, cry. Yo, baby. Like who? Who are the new generation that you like? That you a fan of? It's some good Chicago cats out here. My homeboy T Murph. He's really funny. Uh, Judge Niche, Dave Hellum. Who else we got? I mean, Jess Hilarious is funny. DC Youngfly is crazy funny. Yeah. Carlos Miller's a beast. It's a lot of them. So I love comedy, so I still go to comedy clubs to watch people. Straight yeah. up. Straight up. So you like like Wildin' Out, like the, uh, the new comedy version of it? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I did one episode of Wildin' Out, and it was yeah. fun. They always call me back. I don't ever want to do it again. Um, yeah. It's cool. It's just weird that Wildin' Out's the only show that's able to get away with doing comedy the way they do, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to say it's, un it's a unique show. It's unique, but it's like the material. Like, it's like, not to be like that, but it's some of the most sexist, like they saying the crazy, and they the, I don't know how they getting away with it. Because I know people who say all this stuff and the people are boycotting them, and, but Wildin' Out isn't letting them do it. They're like, all right. <laughs> I guess the critics don't watch this show. <laughs> Let me ask you this, because I was I was <laughs> he said I'll I was thinking about the, the eighty five South show, like mm -hmm. uh, oh, I love that how they how they that set up. Great. That's not the that's not the typical like comedy show. They kind of got it different. They they interact with the crowd. I never this. seen comedians do that. Carlos is a stand up from the stand up world, yeah, and it's combining DC DC from like the you know the internet and that world, and then you got my man, I forgot uh, Chico Chico freestyle rapper, like that's like a dope. They are brilliant. Yeah, they're a dope combination. Like, think about that. Them three was like, let's get away from this wilding out thing and figure something else on our own. Yeah. <laughs> no, so they wouldn't fall into that brand on their own. And now yeah. they out here killed. Like, that's one of my favorite, like, things to watch online. I'm going to go. I literally told myself, I got to figure out what city they in next. And go I'm going to sit in the audience. Too. I don't even want to let them know I'm there. Have you ever seen comedians, like, have a whole show where they interact with the crowd and, like, the crowd is part of the jokes, stuff and that? Well, I ain't never seen really. It's kind of like old that. school in a way, right? Yeah. You know, back in the day, you used to know, you used to have to know how to do all type like we used to have variety shows that came out yeah and that used to be what that was you know what yeah. i mean where you would interact with the crowd and you yeah. would do a, a song you would tell some jokes like that's what sammy davis jr was he used to do all that stuff <laughs> yeah and that it's so funny them doing stuff in old school that seems new because ain't nobody did in a while and i think that's why it's brilliant it's like brilliant yeah so for you right you from chicago yeah i know how we are <laughs> 
You live in L.A. now. Yeah. How is that? I love L.A. I love L.A. I mean, shit, it's warm. It's just like... <laughs> I, the weather, you know, the weather is great. And I'm it's chill. I like LA. It's real chill nice, for it's me. A good, it's a good community of us out there now, though. Yeah, and also that's how you, I think you can live anywhere. You can make your own group of fans because people are like, "Oh, LA is funny people." I'm like, "That's who you hanging out with." I don't hang out with. There no you go. <laughs> I hang out who I like. I'm cool with. I do my job and I go home. The craziest thing for me is that for us, when we lived in LA for four, I lived for four years. Him too. I didn't do anything like. Hollywood until I left and got on other teams. Like when we lived there, when we lived there, we never literally like all the nice restaurants. The nice restaurant we went to was Cheesecake Factory or Roots Chris. Oh yeah, I did. Like, we, I swear, we thought like we went to Roots Chris. Oh, we turned it up. And we were doing we the big and doing 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 the Every time. <laughs> hey, they, we we people. Every time. Like, man, they, hey, look, regularly. I wish I'd been that big, man. I'd be like, what And so, look, we, we never did. Man, dude, we, he was 18. I was 19. So they don't have, that's a, let me ask y'all this. That's a quick. They don't have somebody in the NBA when you first get there to, like, just show y'all, like, what the lifestyle it's is. It's a lot like. different now than it was then. They, you think they do that now, right? Th- it, it, now they don't tell somebody with some money. Anything under the sun that you could think them these guys need, the NBA provides for them. And if yeah. they ain't provided, they talking about trying to figure out how to do it. So now everything is, you know, situated for them. When they come, when they get drafted, literally, when I was working for the Pistons, mm-hmm. well, you get a flat. We're going to get a flat bed for you and have a rental when you get out of practice. You feel me? Like, they gonna, now you straight now. Mm. But when we came in, it was, you know, it was still a, everything was still growing. We, when we, you got to think about it. When we first got in the league, they didn't even have logo headbands. We could wear Jordan headbands, Jordan socks. We could wear whatever we wanted. As you got on, and that, that, the, the headbands got popular, NBA said, mm. we got that. NBA logo, no more, no more other than brands. They did, then that's when you saw the socks, everything. Mm. And then everything became like merchandise. Like that was what the brilliance of David Stern was. He took, Man, he was such a, he's man. probably the best Whatever random league person in the world. Oh, oh no, nah, he was the best. He, he I don't think nobody's ever done it. He's yeah, smart. The best. He changed the game. He's yeah, the best he commissioner in sports ever. Who went in the championship this year in the NBA? Me and, me and Stephen A. was talking about this the other day. I, I, I do think Look. the Clippers can win. No, okay. But I don't want to sleep on the Bucks. I don't disrespect them either. You know damn well the Bulls ain't winning no championship this year. As he sits in his Bulls hat. Being I'm a big-time Bulls fan. I'm a fan, you but... You got to keep it real. That's like me saying like the Bears like is going to win. Like 1936 or something, right? Like, like, until they get rid of Jim Boylan, it is a wrap. And I'm sorry. Just hire a regular coach one time. Hey. They keep hiring people. We don't know what... Like, like Fred Hoiberg had no business coaching the Bulls. That was crazy. Fred didn't say nothing. That was the quietest coach in the history. I used to sit, like, behind a bench, and he wouldn't say nothing. Like, they'd be like... What's the play? He's all, it'd be like a weird old black dude that's assistant coach talking. I don't know who that is. This is tall black dude. That's the assistant coach. He's so mean. He always mad. Like, damn, time out. You know, I'm like, damn, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, gaffer. <laughs> who is your favorite Chicago basketball player? Ooh. You ain't got to say me because I'm up there. I won't go say you. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> 
Will the Thrill Bynum. Will the Thrill Bynum. Shout out Will the Thrill. Crane's Finest. Will the Thrill, man. Will so I know you saw him in the big three when he did, when he recreated uh, the Sham God and yeah. made his own move last summer. Will should be in the league, man. I don't oh, know man. why he's not in the NBA. Like, I'm like, it's like these other guys. Like, the Bulls, like, who, guys, can we get him a little bit? Like, Will Bynum is, he's, he's, we seen every level he went on. He just he just balled out. Yeah, you know. when he you know his situation in college. We was just talking about this earlier. What I liked about you guys went to DePaul. You know, I wish he would have stayed local too. I wish we could have just have all, like him and Sean Dockery and all those guys would have picked one school to go to. Yeah. it would have been crazy. Yeah. yeah, I'm telling these kids right now, do it, do it. Yeah, like you see, like it's, it's especially today. Mm -hmm. Today particularly is so different than you know what I'm saying in the '90s or anything else. Like you see, Dame Lillard. Number four pick from Weber State. I never even knew where that was at. Mm -hmm. Like John Moran just came from Murray State. Number yeah. two pick. It don't matter now. If you got game and you could ball, <laughs> they coming to get you. Yep. I don't care where yep. you. they gonna. You could be under this floor. They gonna find you, boy. If you got game, mm -hmm. you really could do it. Mm -hmm. They coming to get you. We got like they got scouts for everything. They send scouts overseas. They got scouts for college. They got scouts for it. You gonna get seen. So for me, it's like DePaul. I don't know what's going on. Why are they not getting? I like, think they start to do that. Like yeah, Dave Tim, Tim Anderson over there. They, Dave Lado and um, Kev Edwards over there. My yeah. man Kev. They doing like my thing to them is get Chicago kids. I don't care. That's what, all they I don't need care to do. what they rank. Yep. I don't care what's going yep. on. We translate. We get better. We I mean, going. imagine you looked at it. We had D wasn't Tony Allen was here. Patrick Beverly was here. T A like, wasn't McDonald's. That's what he I'm getting saying. his jersey retired in Memphis. Like that, like think about that. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about that man getting his jersey to the rafters. Like that, that's bigger than a lot of stuff, bro. Like it's people like Charles Barkley don't got his jersey up in Phoenix. Mm. That's real. Just think about that for a second. I'm I'm being dead serious as a as a 13 year career. Like that man getting his jersey up in the arena. Like dog, that's bigger than a lot of things. He got a championship and all that. And I guarantee you, when you see him when they, when they do it, he gonna cry. Yep. And he gonna tell you what it means to like that's. Unbelievable, boy. And he, he wasn't McDonald's. He wasn't this. He wasn't that. Chicago. I'm a grind, boy. Great grind. Then he, he yeah. went there and he, he, he fit the fabric of the city because he, he come from it. I'm about to work. I, I'm, I'm going to get to it no matter what. That's our, that's our style, too. I think that's it. Like, even when you think about D-Wade, the physical we don't know how to not play physical basketball. That's why, like, you know, you think about even Derrick Rose. You they go to the bucket hard. You from Chicago, you go into the bucket hard. Like you're not you're not looking to go in there suck. Cause you used to like your uncles playing with you, like slap me yeah. in the head, like yeah. you ain't getting no foul, keep playing. I'm like, what? <laughs> you play above the rim ball for real. Speaking <laughs> of Derrick Rose. Speaking of Derrick Rose, what yeah. did Derrick Rose in basketball mean to you? Yeah, D Rose is a legend, man. Straight up. He really is. That's right. He truly is. And I I, and that's, and I, once again, I'm a Bulls fan, but I just do not like the way the organization tend to do with their Bulls players. I mean, they kind of even did Mike wrong, you think. Like, Mike should be, he should have been like an executive. The Wizards should have never happened. No. That, but that's, even though we got to play against them, because of that, it should have never happened. Dude, it was the, it's still the weirdest thing in the world, Mike, with the Washington Wizards. Yeah. It don't even seem real. Like, first of all, the, I, I the Wizards is always a weird name to me. I got a picture in my house from the game when we played them because I remember going to the, to the, to the uh, you know, we got the little camera guys in the stadium. I went to them that day early. I'm in there early. I say, my man, I don't care what's going on. Anytime I'm standing there, I say, my, you take pictures today. I say, you take pictures today. I say, listen, 
I don't care. We stand on the free throw line, just walking the half court, just standing there. I say, I want pictures. I need stills, action for us. Is it just pictures of you in the background? Shoot free throws. Look, look like, I'm back there like this. <laughs> Photo bombing like. Hey, but hey, but you know the whole NBA was like that. The whole NBA was like that. Right. Everybody wanted a picture with Mike because, you know, people didn't think they were going to get the opportunity to play with Mike. Mike is like, you know, Mike is Mike. I mean, that's what, like, you know, it was interesting, you know, when everything happened, to, you know, what happened to Kobe. And, like, what made Kobe, to me, great is one of the things that always also irritated me for a long time at first. Because at first he wouldn't admit that he got his game from Michael. No matter how it looked exactly like that, he'd be like, well, I learned Magic Johnson. I was like, brother, you ain't doing no Magic Johnson stuff. You are literally doing exactly what Mike did. And what makes him, to me, and I was thinking about this the other day, what makes him probably one of the great, everybody kind of tried to emulate Mike, but you couldn't do you it. Couldn't. He's the only person to successfully Y'all see them videos on the him. internet I when they're showing them going in moves and they look exactly it, the yeah, same. Yeah, it's, it's, that to me makes him, he has to be, one of the greatest that you you I, Mike probably tried to copy Dr. J but couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. This dude copied you. Yeah. I think that's brilliant. That's how much this dude loves basketball, man. That's one of the reasons why I like Luka Doncic so much. He just looks like he loves this game. Yo, that young boy so much. Truth. Like he looks like he really he watched that basketball young boy overseas special, and really loves his game. I'm telling you, that young He's boy nice. got it. Yeah. And you got it. What I'm telling you, this is how you know he got it, cause <laughs> we don't like that. You know the brothers, we don't like that. That man coming down. <laughs> Boogieing them, <laughs> boogieing whoever, and ain't nobody can do nothing about it. Ain't nobody stopping them. He doing it every game, night in, night out. Miss six game, come back 31, 12, 9. Yeah. Like, and I'm talking about swagged out on him. He looking at them people when he doing it. <laughs> what you talking about? Y'all seen him when he went up in the Lakers gym? Man, he got there. LeBron was on him. He like, yeah, this is my hero. I'm about to give you 30. <laughs> and I'm talking about he, he, trying to, he trying to do that to everybody, though. Like, And his confidence is what you love. That boy was overseas is, playing pro so already. Well, I mean, you look at Giannis, too. Like, it's, it's That's Thanos. That's Thanos. Thanos. That's Thanos. Put some respect on his name, boy. Sure. The Greek freak. That's, that's, that's what that, hey. But I'm saying, like, it's interesting watching these guys who... Did, they don't take advantage of just watching basketball from where they're from because it wasn't a regular thing. And they just like emulate and become like the best, which I think sometimes we take advantage of things that we're used to seeing and things like that. But it's so something fascinating about these dudes who they and they love the game. Mm -hmm. Like like Giannis, he just be playing like he, he play hard every night. That's what I'm he saying. He don't even want to work out the other that's people. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't you can't teach him. <laughs> <laughs> like, His mentality out, crazy, boy. Yeah. 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 That's why it's hard not to pick the Bucks because they do look better. But I just think. Drew Bledsoe is probably the X factor, man. He, he just got to play better, and he's Eric Bledsoe. Eric, Derek, whatever his name is, Bledsoe, the small ass point guard. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Hey, That's really my car. Come a small ass point guard. That's like an action figure, boy. He's small as hell. Like he's just a small ass point guard. You ever see somebody too strong to be hooping? Like, oh come on, man. It's like, you got Big Byron. Why Big Byron playing, man? <laughs> One of my favorite comedians is, is Martin Lawrence, mm. the Martin Show, yeah. and all right. that. He just dropped Bad Boy. What do Martin Lawrence mean to you? I think Martin is like why we fell in love with sitcoms and character work. You know what I'm saying? He's just a legend in his own right. Even hosted Death Comedy Jam the way he did was it felt like you wanted to be there. Yeah. I don't think we've seen a show hosted like that again. Which I'm, I'm trying to do something like that maybe soon because I just miss somebody hosting it and they actually feel like they love doing the kind of, like he was yeah. roasted. Some of his legendary roasts in the audience was just yeah, like crazy. Just stuff. getting it going, just the warm up for get everybody out there. And, and he meant it. Like you could tell, like like the dudes who he was talking about always looked like they was kind of hurt. And Mark was going at him. 
But Martin didn't care, man. Def Jam then looked like a party. And then his show was just, you know, it, was, it wasn't even on long, long, but it was just legendary. Yeah. I mean, he had some of the best guest spots on his show. Every time, like that, that Tommy Davidson episode. Oh my God, yeah. That's my, my wife's favorite episode ever. It's crazy. Varnell Catfish in the river. Delicious. Martin came out slinging Jodeci. He got beat up by Michael Jackson at the end. <laughs> you ain't nothing. <laughs> like, what? And you can play them to this day and look at them and they still good. It's classic. Too. I mean, yeah. you know, that's why I love him and Will Smith together. Will Smith at one time, you could tell one to be like Martin. Like yeah. everything he did, even if you watch the first Bad Boys, is him kind of trying to be like him, even on The Fresh Prince. I think Will might even said that too. And then, but them dudes, them dudes chemistry together. That last Bad Boys movie was really good. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. And I like the insight they gave. They did a lot of interviews where they was talking about, you found out that Martin really brought him into it. They had, who was supposed to be Will at oh, first? I forgot who they said. It was like, what? And then they was like, they brought him in and it was like, that was dope to hear them talk about their friendship, how it evolved over the years and stuff. So I, yeah, they, it definitely was a dope movie. Martin, one of the people you see, I, I've met him a couple times. And it's so funny, I think Oprah was there and Martin, and I was like, Martin, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and not, not like that, but it was just, I was excited. Like, for me, yeah. that was like, because the comedy legends are like yeah. who I look up to, like to meet him. Yeah. Like, he, and he's, he's real chill. And it's also cool, even when they tell you how much they love your work, you know? It's like, damn, the OG's watching me, you know what I'm saying? So, Martin's a good dude, too. Who would you say probably like the most legendary prayer? Or what blew you away when somebody told you they like what you do? It might have been Robert Townsend. It was the only time I almost like teared up him talking to me. He was just really sincere about it. He like really was like, hey man, you want the best, you're doing it, keep doing it, stay focused. And then like he came in one day, we got cool, and I had him come, my kids was pitching a show, they wanted to pitch a show, and he was gonna help us write it. And he literally came in for an afternoon to my house and just showed them how to pitch a show. And I'm dope. like, damn, you don't have to do that. But like, that's just like, but you understand why he's a legend by him doing stuff like that. He get like the next generation, and, and he thought it was fascinating that I wanted to teach my kids the other part of like the relevant production company. It's their company, you know what I'm saying? But he came in, he showed them how I pitch a show, and I thought that was real dope of him, man. That yeah. is, you, you swinging your legs right now. Like a, I'm short, my man. What you want me to do, brother? I don't know, I just noticed that when you started I've been doing it the whole about. time. <laughs> now people gonna start looking. Now I gotta like keep it here now. <laughs> so you stranded on the island, and you had to pick. I had to figure out how I'm gonna do my legs now. <laughs> you had to pick five, Comedies to have on this island. What's the five comedies to that watch? You have to watch. I bet I know one. Coming to America Boom. first. Yeah. Then Boomerang. No, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, nah. well, nah. it's they, they ain't all black movies. Yeah, like yeah, like Harlem Nights. Like now, nah. old school. That movie is hysterical to me. Old school is <laughs> old school is crazy. Black Sheep, which is a Chris Farley movie. Chris, Nah, I ain't gonna be Step Brothers. It's gonna be. I just was watching this movie. Oh God! Uh, uh, God damn, I love so many movies. Well, you know, some I wouldn't even pick a comedy. Uh, it'll be. It's gonna sound so random. It's a movie called Simon Birch. And, and look, look it up. <laughs> it's one of the most beautiful movies ever done. It's beautiful. funny. It's heartfelt. I, I I don't know if it did well in the theaters. I might have been the only person to see it, but. <laughs> I love this movie. You just type it in, Simon Birch. It's very, I know people are like, yeah, whatever, but I'm like, I'm telling you, it's a, it is a heartwarming movie. And I, I gotta have heartwarming. If I'm trapped on an island, I need something to give me some feelings. Like, some, I can't just laugh. Balance, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, 
when we got to the league, we got the opportunity to play in the Staples Center, but the mm. Garden was like that arena where yeah. every NBA player wanted to play in the Garden. Where's the comedy show that around the world that you was like, man, I want to perform there? The Chicago Theater. Yeah. So the first time I did it, it was like, you, you take a moment in where you're just looking out there like, damn. Because like, I look at the place, especially places in Chicago that you walk past going to school or if your family come downtown right. to look at the Christmas right. windows. and do it. But Chicago is such a legendary theater and just to rock it, it's crazy. It's like, uh, you just feel, it's just a certain feeling you get and you think about all the other great uh, comedians and just artists in general that did their thing that it's a Chicago theater for me. I, I don't care, you think of no else. What made you want to be a comedian? Like, when, where did you get that from? Like, when did it hit you? Like, that's what I want to do. It might have been, well, it's a couple, it's a couple of things, watching a couple of things first. The first time I seen Eddie Murphy's Delirious, I was just blown away by that. But then when I started watching Saturday Night Live and They Live in Color, I just knew I wanted to be a part of whatever that is. And then Louis Anderson used to host a show that came on after uh, after SNL went off. It'll be the show called Quick Wits, where they did like this improv, and then Louis Anderson had a stand-up series that would come on after that. And watching all these dudes who end up becoming these big stars, they were like just starting out doing that five-minute set. That's when I was like, oh, I want to do stand-up. It was such a raw, I don't know if I've seen anything that raw since then, but it was just raw. I saw Louis Anderson, he was like, oh, yeah, you remember that? I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Like, yo, it was one of the reasons why I wanted to do stand-up I was, I was really sleepy in Sunday school. Stand up, watching some stand-up at like one in the morning. <laughs> have you ever, early when you first started, when you start, have you ever got up on stage and looked out there like, oh shit, like. Because you don't, you learn a trick. I learned a trick where I don't have to look at nobody. I just look dead back in that room and perform, a, like whatever that thing is, I perform for it for hey, I 45 needed to, minutes. I needed, Kill it. I needed to know that trick, boy. The first time I had to stand up and do some speaking, boy, I was like, I got up here like this and instantly just started sweating. <laughs> like, for real, I was looking around. I was I, like, Man, I, I love seeing people nervous The lights I love seeing people nervous. I love, because like, most actors are like that, right? Because yeah. most of them, they don't, they doing everything, you know, with production out in front of a live audience. So when they, do, when you watch when they do the speeches, they be so nervous. They be shaking their ass up. And it's so funny to me. I be like, ha, ah, you nervous. <laughs> 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 Let me ask you this. What's wrong with you? What's the craziest thing you'd have seen in the, in the comedy club that you was like, did that just happen up here? Ah, uh, bro. I've been in some situations like that. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell that story. Well, from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, uh, I've seen a lot, brother. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, you know, especially if you, know, you do these hood clubs. I've been one time to do, one of the comedians roasted the shit out of him. And he came back with a gun. <laughs> he came in the comedy room with a gun. It was like, a, it had to be an old gun, because he didn't really do nothing. <laughs> but you learn who liked each other in that room that day. Boy. Because people was like running behind. No, it wasn't jokes It was a comedy club in Dalton. What even a comedy club? It was a Dalton. club in Dalton. And in Dalton. Br brother came in there, he had on a stepping outfit. He really did. He had a silk outfit on and he got Boy, roasted. Had a walk on. He came back with his tiny gun. I'm like, where he at? And he, started, he shot two shots in there. And I mean, my man got up and did this. Okay, we good. Let's keep the show going. They didn't even stop the show. They just yeah. kicked him out of there. Shout out Dalton. <laughs> I was like, damn, that was traumatic. You, you wasn't in the, that wasn't the 50 yard line. Was nah. It used to be called Mr. G's back then. Oh, I remember Mr. G. Yeah. yeah, that's a true story. Real wrong Uncle Rail Uncle used to host that. Who your uncle? <laughs> uncle Rail would kill you if you talked about him. He wore the craziest outfits. 
So I'll kill you. He really said it one time. <laughs> He's like, are you really? Yeah, never mind. That's a whole other story. Y'all know Uncle Real. Well, I'd like Good to deal. give you this special gift courtesy of from the knuckleheads that we kind of associate and give it to everybody. This is his deal. He black made up the black box. He the blackest one. This is called the black box, and it got a, a bunch of... Y'all see the hoodie? Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Then we got our we got our good sponsors, you know, uh Hennessy, they very special, you know what I'm saying? Very special sponsors. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got officially you a, a knucklehead. We got now. you that 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 custom edition knuckleheads bottle, you feel me? Get out of here. I ain't gonna open this then. Yeah. <laughs> or if you do open it, just refill it with the regular Hennessy and just keep it right. You know, we can yeah. all be a better you know, that's a little, you know. Do what everybody else do, put water in it and put it on the top shelf so you can't take it. <laughs> you know, whatever you got to do to make it do what it do, baby. But we definitely do appreciate you coming, coming out here, man. It was a ball, man. We enjoyed yeah, it. Man. Thanks for having me, man. This is dope, man. Y'all yeah, some, man, some man, legends man, to me, bro. Man, man, I appreciate man, man. it. <laughs> Shout out to Team Coco for yeah. having us, man. It's a live audience at the crib, man. We appreciate all y'all, man. It's yeah, man. Real West. I, I like to thank everybody for coming out. Thanks, up. And this is a, a, a very, very special one. Uh, this is the first interview that my actual daughter came, hey. and she's in the building to see it. So, shout out to Ari. Ari. Real quick, please make sure you go to theaters to see my new movie, The Photograph, that's out right now. Go yeah. check it yeah, out. It's out now. I just yeah. wanted to plug that. Make it number Gotta one as we can. That. Yeah. Gotta do that. We gonna go see it, Shot Town. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's, let's go. All right. <laughs> thank y'all. <laughs> no, thank y'all. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless and good night. Show some love. Show some love. Excellence. We love you, Chicago. Players Tribune.com